0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: How many times have I said granted in the first nine minutes of this? (laughs) And you just
0: named the podcast, making my job easy, buddy. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Cura. He is Brazilian Thai. And I know in today's culture, we like, we like callbacks. <laughs> and I want to c- call back to an episode last week where Brazilian Thai said, I'm never betting on football again. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Saturday night, Brazilian Thai is... Showing me his bets a hundred bucks on the Montreal Alouettes and a hundred bucks on the Calgary Stampeders.
1: Uh-huh. That didn't last long. <laughs> no, no, it did not. Um I also bet my supervisor a hundred bucks because he's a diehard rider fan. I'm like, there's no way no. they're winning there's no way they're winning this game. There's no way. And so Saturday night I'd packed all my stuff to drive back to Lloyd today. I'm sitting there looking at my phone. I'm like, I'm losing one of these bets, right? And I'm like, I can't compound the issue <laughs> and lose and lose two hundred dollars on the stamps. So I cashed out the stamps bet and put another hundred dollars on the Leafs minus one and a half at better odds than what I got it for earlier that night. And then they ended up they ended up winning that, so I won five hundred bucks on that.
0: Okay, so so there has been times this season where.
1: I've I've sworn off betting on football. Oh, (laughs) hard on the Riders, yes.
0: Well, that too. You've been hard on, you know, Jason Moss, Nick Marshall. Now, does losing those bets make you hate the Stampeders, or does it make you hate the Riders more?
1: (laughs) If you you you've known me for how long, Travis? Since grade seven. Yeah, seven or eight, so uh, 19 years, 19, 20 years. You know in general that I'm not a happy person?
0: That's a fair assessment.
1: (laughs) So if I have the chance to hate something more, I'm going to do that. So you hate both teams more. Yes. (laughs) I'm, I'm just, you want another callback? Let's go, let's go back to the summer of 2018. Gibby, in his, in the visiting manager's office, in, I believe it was <laughs> Oakland. Okay, right now I have my feet up on my desk. I am leaning back in my chair, and I have a huge dip in. Now you just have to move into the closet. <laughs> I got no room in there. It's full of old clothes I'm throwing out. <laughs> Ah, this
0: episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming. Apparently, I mean, it has and then it left, but it's going to come soon and then it's going to stay. <laughs>
1: Mount- <laughs> it, it already showed up in Mount Robson Provincial Park. Oh yeah Yeah, i can imagine
0: man (laughs) energy usage for all albertans will be increasing so now's a great time maybe to look at your utility bills and ensure that you're on the best plan albertans who have a choice uh, they do have a choice who they pay their utility bills to. so park power is happy to provide free no obligation comparisons if you decide to switch providers, it is easy, and you can feel good knowing you're supporting a local business and helping give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at ParkPower.ca. All right, Ty, uh, let's start with that Eastern semifinal. The Hamilton Tiger Cats, home to the Montreal Alouettes, and they live to fight another day by winning twenty-three to twelve. I, I got to say, like, after the first quarter,
1: that was Montreal a, controlled. That was exactly <laughs> what Montreal wanted.
0: Ex- yeah, exactly. They played the, f- they, the, the perfect road quarter, you know?
1: Yeah, one quarter. Yeah, that's it. Some que- that's, yeah, questionable decisions later. Like. Second and eight ooh. running the football. Like, why? You're yeah. Di- now you're just giving up and you're punting.
0: They controlled the ball for more than 11 minutes that quarter, mm-hmm. and the Eastern nominee for MOP was a non-factor.
1: All day. Well, I shouldn't say all day. I mean, he did have 12, oh, yeah, 12 carries. Like That defensive front for Hamilton just absolutely shut down the running game. For, for Montreal, like, they just could not get anything going. And it seemed like in the first quarter that they were just going to pound it, no matter, like, take their two or three yards yeah. on first down and just try to wear down the defense that way. And, I mean, you're only handing the ball off to him 12 times. you just abandoned it. Granted, I mean, the score had a lot to do with that. But, um, you know, it with, with Dylan Wynn and Hauser and Jaeger Davis and Ted Laurent, you're gonna just give them free rein to pin their ears back. They're they're gonna wreak havoc in that backfield. Not only that, well, and they did, and force turnovers. And I mean, Missoli didn't have to play lights out. His defense gave him great field position, basically in the entire first half.
0: Yeah, and I I just noticed that Montreal was working with a long field. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time and that is that's not good no. for an an offense on the best of days and when you're going against that tiger cat defense that it, they're going to force you to make mistakes and uh, mondo said it at the beginning of the year you hit trevor harris he's going to fold yep well now they're teammates again yeah and <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Oops. Hamilton
0: defensive line was all over him.
1: Yeah, they didn't have to watch film, they just had to, you know, watch interviews. Um <laughs> Right. Like, I mean the yeah. long the long field is good if you can you know you can use it to kill time and all you gotta really do is get to midfield if you're gonna play that field position game yeah. which is looked like what Montreal was willing to do. I mean perfect yeah. perfect road situation, right? Kill kill as much time as you can they had, they got points early, granted not a touchdown, but you know they had the chance to kill clock and they just, just folded in that second quarter. It, by halftime, it just felt like that game was over.
0: Twenty to three at half for the Ty Cats. Three fumble recoveries, yeah. all defensive linemen for the Cats: Dylan Wynn, Ted Laurent, Julian Hauser, and that was a big, big play with yeah. a 45-yard return after uh, recovering the fumble. The big defensive lineman looked like he was
1: looking for oxygen after that one. Oh, I, I, was, I was tired listening on the radio. Um, you know, hats off to RJ Broadhead, one of the best broadcasts I've heard all year. Radio-wise. Nice. Um, I mean, not as good as friend of the show, Marshall Ferguson, obviously. I don't think anybody will ever be that good. But. Um, <laughs> Man, it, you know what? He's young, too. That Marshall mm-hmm. Ferguson in 40 years. Whoa. Marshall and Dustin are going to be your one, two. And I'm okay with that. I am 100% okay with that. Uh, but, yeah, when when the defense is, you know, when the defense is basically scoring points yeah uh, giving you 20 yards to score a touchdown like and you're just shooting yourselves in you Hamilton was handing Montreal this game in the first quarter with their uh, with the roughing the passer penalties uh and and you know Montreal or sorry Hamilton their left side of the secondary was all out of position or you know uh and Deleke was playing over there and they had the the backup safety and that safety, so they're kinda of playing out of position, so they started picking on that left side and then it, they just kinda of went away from it. And I, I granted I'm I'm sure that had a lot to do with the defensive or the the defensive line just having getting to do whatever they wanted. Uh you know, it, it, it you wouldn't you wouldn't know when looking at that second quarter that Montreal had two all stars on the offensive line.
0: Yeah. And they re-signed uh, for How many, how many four times of the, have I said 2022? granted in
1: the first nine <laughs> minutes of this?
0: And you just named the podcast, making my job easy, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. When uh, the, M- Hamilton's first touchdown of the game was a uh, 22-yard drive, yeah. if, you, if you even want to call it a drive. It was just the pass uh, to Brandon Banks <laughs> who... You know what? At times this season, he's done nothing, but the last few weeks, he's making the plays that that really matter. Mm-hmm. And it, when, when you're taking advantage, is back. yeah, you, you just take advantage of turnovers. Yep. And uh, when you do that, uh, those just they they hurt so much more. And Banks had himself uh, five catches for 58 yards. That was enough to lead the Ty Cats in
1: receiving yards. Did you, Mizzoli... notice, did you notice who he scored his touchdown on? Patrick Levels. Oops. <laughs> and
0: that makes sense, because I did see them talking.
1: <laughs> car- car- karma is a bitch, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Mazzoli, 18 of 28, 184 yards, and a touchdown. And mm-hmm. uh, the most important thing is what is not on that stat sheet, Yep, and it is a turnover, because I look at uh, Hamilton's drive chart <laughs> and look there are a
1: lot of of punts there. <laughs> five. <laughs> uh, pu- oh well, no, sorry punch, those are punch, only punt. Those are only two and outs, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first uh, their punch, first punch, three drives punch. are punts.
0: Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal. Then you had five consecutive punts <laughs> Field goal, safety, and then the game's over. But you put that with Montreal's punt, fumble, punt,
1: fumble, interception, yeah. punt. Those like. are consecutive. Those are consecutive. By the way, that was yeah two through seven. Their drive number <laughs> two through drive number seven went punt, fumble, punt, fumble, interception, punt. What a mess! And then a touchdown. What a mess! Then a touchdown. And, I, and then four straight punts <laughs> and a turnover on downs. <laughs> and a fumble. <laughs> yeah, like it, it. It could have
0: been. They could have got absolutely crushed. Yeah, but but Hamilton's offense, they've they've struggled a little bit at times, and uh, and, and you're totally right. Tunde Adelike had to move from safety because Sionte Evans didn't play, mm-hmm. and. I, before that, before the game, I kind of thought that Geno Lewis was, Gino was going to be all over that, and he yeah. did have a 100-yard game, but uh, it, it it just wasn't enough no. you know, at all for that Cat defense.
1: <clears throat> no, and I mean, you know, the, the running game getting shut down, when you become a one-dimensional offense, it, it makes it even that much easier for the defense, when they're dropping eight guys. Or they have the ability to drop eight guys and then get home with their front four. I mean, what what else are you going to do? Like, you have to throw the ball when, once you're down by seventeen, and there's not yep. there's not a lot of options when there's that many guys back in coverage.
0: Yeah, I I, I just wonder what's going to happen next week, and I the, the man,
1: the... <laughs> we're, we're we're it's just lining up for a rematch, isn't it? it 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 looks that way and
0: i I just can't see the tie cats going back to Toronto and performing like they did in that battle for first place a few weeks ago
1: no not after you know a big it, it's not like they absolutely destroyed Montreal like they made a Montreal made a game out of it uh but you know the yeah. first the first three drives punting on all those and then the something clicked or they figured something out and the offense got a little bit of momentum. And I know, like, you know, it's it's tough to carry momentum when you don't play for another week, but they can take something from that into next week. And I, I think Montreal's defense is better than Toronto's, right? Just because Montreal was kind of, they had kind of just gelled it the, the last six, seven weeks of the season and they were playing yeah. really, really well. And I just, Toronto seems inconsistent. So, I mean, if Hamilton... Plays just a little bit better than this, and maybe they capitalize on, on on a couple of drives and walk away with field goals instead of punts. I, I, I just don't see how Toronto can keep up with them if the if the offense carries this over. It's
0: uh, you just have to. I I don't know how you limit the the Ty Cats' defensive line. Um, at the beginning of the year, they had some injury issues. And they, they weren't at full strength, but as the season has went on, and I, I think we, we saw this in the Saskatchewan-Calgary game, May, maybe it takes this long to shake off the rust of having an entire year of football off. Yeah. But but the, the, the good teams really look like, to me, like – they should have for most of the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, uh, uh, the entertainment factor in the Montreal-Hamilton game wasn't what it was in the Calgary-Saskatchewan game. In the second but still half had, of
1: the Calgary-Saskatchewan game.
0: That's true. It, it still had the intensity mm-hmm. cranked up. And, 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 and clearly, Patrick Levels talking the way he did... Uh, th- the Ticat defense was going to show him that yeah. they weren't yeah. gonna they weren't gonna budge
1: at all. No, but I mean, what, what is he supposed to say? Like, oh no, we're gonna go in there, yeah, and yeah.
0: we're yeah. Go- we're not gonna, yeah, win. we're not
1: gonna go in there and lose. No, like. yeah, you to, you play <laughs> to win the game. Yep. Now, I don't know how much bulletin board material is really a factor, especially come playoff time. Like, it's winner go home. Everybody knows that. I don't think you need added motivation. it's just a bad look. And then he's chirping fans in pregame. It's like, oh, man, you better show up. Yeah. And and then he gets burned by Banks.
0: Yep. If you look at the stats, like the Alouettes, 24 first downs. The Ticats Mm -hmm. only needed 16. Wow. But the Ticats also outrushed the the Owls, which – and that was the key. The Donnisons. For the (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> For the Owls, if if they could run the ball, they were gonna win.
1: Yep, and they couldn't do it. No, and so and the way that the, like you said that they, if they ran, if they could have ran the ball, they would have won. They they didn't need if they could have ran the ball and controlled the clock with that lead and and you know methodically moved down the field, with the run and, and you know high percentage passes and quick pass, like quick routes. Like you can't be throwing downfield because mm-hmm. you don't have the time. I mean, they're going to kill clock, and Hamilton's going to have to... They're not going to be able to have long drives and play from behind like that. Right? Like, yeah. they're going to have to score yeah, quick. exactly. If, if Montreal's able to control exactly. the clock, and, it, and they just couldn't get anything going, and then they just abandoned it, abandoned the run. It was, it was just a perfect a perfect scenario for the Tiger Cats. The,
0: the, the person that had the longest rush for the owls was trevor harris <laughs> uh it was yeah. a, it was a 10 10 yard rush Yep. Yeah. and uh, the owls overall had 2.9 yards of carry and hard to the, win the like Ticats, that yeah the tie cats weren't that much better running the ball 3.3 3 yards of carry and they had the same amount of of carries, so it's not like they could really run it either, and it's not like they could their offense could really stay on the fe- field either. So the Owls' defense, I think credit needs to go to them because, well, they did yeah. their
1: job. Yeah, like so. they, they got put in some <laughs> tough spots too, right? They did. So, they did. Like, I mean, when, when a team's starting at your one, yeah, you're basically giving up three points.
0: Automatic. Dylan Wynn, two sacks for Win. one sack for Hauser, two sacks for Davis, yeah. one sack for Santos Knox. Apparently those guys get paid too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were, they did their job 100%. Uh, now where do the Alouettes go from here? They, they're not going to...
1: Burnham Jr. is their <laughs> starter next year. They're not re-signing Trevor Harris.
0: Yeah, and... Harris, or I mean uh, Vernon Adams Jr., I had higher hopes for him this year, and I, I know that the injury, that that ended the season, mm-hmm. maybe right when he was starting to catch his stride. I, uh, I really hope.
1: I think that the year off really just screwed with everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was messing with his head. They They talked about it on the broadcast a lot. His confidence wasn't there, and. If they can keep Big Geno Lewis and I mean uh, Jake Winicky and Quan Bray involved in the offense, and you know what, even that Reggie White Jr. Yep, that that kid is. Uh, it looks like if he sticks around the CFL, he's going to be
1: able to have some success mm-hmm. here. Like, uh, but we call we call Winicky touchdown Jake all the time. We don't even mention his second down conversions. Yeah, like yeah. this this offense is going to be okay. When Vernon Adams Jr. is yep, back next yep. year and healthy, I, I don't think they need to overhaul anything. Maybe, I, I hate to say it, but like the offensive line, yeah, they had two all stars, but I mean, it showed just how good Hamilton's defensive line was. Uh, maybe that needs to be addressed because they're in your division, right? You're, you're going to have to play them two or three times. You're going to probably play them in the playoffs again. Uh, you know, in the next year, like maybe, maybe that needs to be addressed. But I just don't see a huge overhaul. Coming like as long as they can bring a lot of guys back, I think they're in great shape.
0: Well, and we saw today why home field matters. Like if the yep. Owls are able to be more consistent throughout the season, mm-hmm. and 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 they finish in second, that's big. Yep, that's like they had a loss in September to the Lions, and then they lost by a field goal uh, to the Argos, and then. Kind of after that, they go on a bit of a run. I know there were two Ottawa wins in there, and then they beat. Hey, you can Toronto only beat the teams and...
1: in front of you. It's not there. Yeah,
0: till. yeah, and uh, but a couple things here and there. If they host this game or the East final, like the East is,
1: it's tight. Yeah, Montreal. And it, it, Montreal had a shot to to host. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, even, so, they did. <laughs> but inconsistently inconsistency killed them.
0: Yeah and penalties like oh. this uh this season there were yeah. so many times when they would just shot themselves in the foot with boneheaded penalties yeah
1: and they did it again this week yeah they did so i don't know how you <laughs> clean that up i mean we talked about it with with the eskimos you know when moss was the head coach and edwards was taking yeah, 15 yarders yeah. every game you it was know, endless. It, it just it just seemed it didn't matter. Like, they fired, Moss was gone, and it was still an issue. Chris Edwards was gone, it was still an issue. Like, I I just think guys just are going to do it. I don't think it matters. I, I, they're going to happen. It just depends yeah. on what the refs kind of want to call that day, too. And we can get into that in the next game. But, I mean, like, Hamilton wasn't super disciplined early, and Montreal didn't take advantage of that. I mean, if you're not going to capitalize on chances when you get them, like on a second and long and you're getting an automatic first down for a rough in the passer, like you have to, you have to stay, your offense has to keep going. It has to sustain that drive. You have, you have Montreal. to make that, you have to make that cost Hamilton something.
0: Montreal gave up a football field worth of penalties, 12 for mm-hmm. 115 yards. That's, it's not great. You, you do that in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that that's not going to be done. They got smashed in the turnover battle, smashed in the penalty area, and there it was. Their uh, garbage days coming up uh, tomorrow or Tuesday or whatever, and then they're going to be back at it in the spring. <laughs> Let's go to this Western semifinal. Oh, is, is it is it safe to say it's the the game of the year? It's the half of the year. <laughs> man, 30 to 33, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders beat the Calgary Stampeders in overtime. I tell you what, man, November 28th in Regina, Saskatchewan, when at kickoff it's one degree, you will take that every
1: day of the week. Yeah, and twice on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: from what I gather, the West Finals are going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Negative double digits, maybe some snow flying. Long bus trip. (laughs) Yeah. Can't, uh... well, they might be able to rappel out of a helicopter, no? I don't know. (laughs) Let's. uh... (laughs) So, while the first half. It wasn't the most exciting brand of football. It was, it was chippy, especially oh. at the end mm-hmm. of the first half. Now, from what I gather, Duke Williams baited, at least according to Jonathan Moxie, who had the game of his life uh, in this one, yep. and it just wasn't enough for his team. Duke Williams was... Uh, he was pulling a little bit of uh, Cam, Cam Kelly. Kelly
1: here, yeah. Allegedly, now I'm sure I'm yeah, sure this answer going to go to the league.
0: Yeah, we'll see what the fines look like later this week. We, we should say we should say allegedly
1: fine. what Moxie told the TSN sideline reporters and the DT and Luke reported it once they got the info was that Duke spit in Moxie's face at, just before the half. And that's why Lemon lost his ish. Ah, so ah, now if the refs didn't see it, I mean, I, I didn't get to I didn't get to watch the game. when I was on the road, but I'm I'm assuming it was a pretty big kerfuffle with Lemon trying to get to Fajardo and all that crap. It, as you know, Sean Lemon does. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Like you never know when they're going to fake. Uh, so there's lots of bodies. In and around, and if that could, if if Duke did spit in Moxie's face and it get, got missed because there's just too many people, I get that. Uh, but I mean, to go after him like Lemon did, I mean you gotta you gotta realize that it's not you're not helping your team at all.
0: Well, he's a he's a veteran.
1: Yeah, you gotta be smarter than and, that. Uh, I mean, he was very. You lose Lemon, and your field goal kicker misses the arguably the greatest field goal kicker of all time in the CFL. Statistically, he misses three field goals, and Sean Lemon gets kicked out. Yeah, making it really tough on yourself to win a playoff game. Lemon,
0: uh, he's been in the league for a long time, and he was Mm -hmm. a key member of that defensive line. Yep. Uh, just crazy situation on a on a kneel down, and yeah. I mean, clearly the the, the teams <laughs> don't like each other. No. Uh, it was crazy L- last week. I I thought the kickers might have been the difference in this game, and in a way, they were. The- but <laughs> I, I maybe thought that there would be a lot of punts going back and forth. Like it wasn't a clean football game. No. There
1: was eight turnovers. And like,
0: but was it was entertaining. Five, there
1: was five picks in the first half.
0: Yeah, yeah. There were there was. It was going all over the field, and the Riders had a missed field goal return for a touchdown, get called back due to a penalty. And (laughs) you're throwing a look. That's a penalty. It was. It is a penalty. But like when you're when you see it's number thirty, and you see it's the kicker. Yeah, you don't need probably. This is 2014
1: all over again. Um, Yeah, he's now they they uh they said on the broadcast there because i had tsn streaming so i had the actual like i had dusty and and suitor uh over my bluetooth and they're like well his pads got in front like he didn't hit him from the side or from behind like his shoulder pads were in front and i'm like it doesn't matter if he's running still running back towards his own end zone so it's a penalty and i get that it sucks and it doesn't look good and Rider fans, I can just imagine what the postgame would have been like had they lost. Right, right. But, I mean, yeah, it took points off the board, and not only that, it was a 14-point swing, really. Yeah. With, with the moxie interception. So, I mean, the fact that Calgary didn't score more in that first quarter with the chances oh, they know. had is ridiculous.
0: Yep. Well, and how big is it when, like, Paredes misses a field goal, and then, and then the return that actually happened, and the Stampeders' special teams coverage was the best in the CFL on punts—five mm-hmm. yards on average.
1: So yeah. basi- basically, and, just your bubble.
0: And see, this is this is why I still love the CFL game. The the the, the special teams. It truly Mm -hmm. matters. And there was a lot of talk about Calgary special teams. Craig Dickinson has the special teams background. Mark Killam's been doing it for a long time in Calgary, and he got it on Killam today. And it was not only because of the return there, but what happened in the second half, which... I don't know if they would have done if Sean Lemon didn't do what he did because the riders no, then... <laughs> no. I mean, when,
1: when you're kicking off from Calgary's yeah. 50, you have to onside that. Yep. And, and I, well, I even texted you, regardless whether or not they recover yeah. that onside kick or not, that's the right call. Yeah. Because you're not really giving up that much in field position. Absolutely. But I mean, it, it was uh, it was evident in that second quarter, I think it was, when they punted when Calgary punted from like what the forty, yeah, yeah, that Dickinson didn't have a lot of faith in Paredes anymore,
0: right? Right after he missed the first he was one, off.
1: after he missed the first one, and it goes in the end zone, yeah, uh,
0: that was a big you, mistake. You flipped,
1: you flipped five yards on that punt, like, yep. It, I don't get it.
0: He missed from forty-eight, thirty-five, and forty-four. Yeah. Paretta's, uh had eight field goal attempts.
1: <laughs> now, if, if 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 that's you know the fourth quarter, and let's say the score, let's say the, it's a tie game or whatever, then I, I and he's already missed those three kicks. Then I get not trotting him out there for another field yeah, goal attempt. Yeah, but he'd only yeah. missed one. Yeah, and I, it, I, I think I texted you and said what the AF like. I yeah, you did. I I don't I don't I, I don't understand that call to to not kick or not attempt the field goal, but I mean the, the Riders took full advantage of that lemon penalty by you know starting that second half with the onside kick, getting the recovery, and you know it just kind of snowballed from there. And then scoring, and then scoring, and and they score, and the, it seemed like the like Calgary later in the game kind of got the crowd out of it.
0: Yeah, when they were able to, uh, they were running with carry. Yeah. And and they wore out the defense, it looked like. They gave him 22 carries. He had 117 yards, two touchdowns. He's getting over
1: five yards a carry. Once they started moving moving the ball like that, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. And the Riders just basically held on for dear life.
0: When they took a 21-20 lead... Late in the game. Yeah. That place Uh-oh.
1: was that was place was pretty quiet on the radio. It
0: it was. And uh <laughs> I I especially early in the game, it was that rider offense where oh boy. Yeah. And I actually thought that the rider offensive line they it was one of their best performances all year. Yeah, there, there was a lot of times when Cody actually did have a lot of time, but again, when he plays forward, a lot of zone and it, it seems like Fajardo's not the best against the zone. No. There, there's eight guys in coverage and four receivers and he wasn't able to pick it apart where I don't know if that's Bonacci. necessarily his
1: fault though, either. Right, it, I mean Calgary secondary is great. Great, and, and if they, Moss isn't going to make the adjustments to the zone for his quarterback, right. they know he struggles against the zone. Well, I don't know what else, Carlos or Caleros, I don't know what else, uh, Fajardo supposed to do. But he has he, yeah. he has to throw the ball because they abandoned the run. Well, and that's it, or not abandon like, the run, but the run wasn't working all that well early.
0: Well, Powell. He had pretty much five yards of carry in the first half. And then in the second half, they weren't able to, like, Calgary made some adjustments on the D-line. And then they weren't able to handle Mike Rose. And they weren't able to run the ball. But then Powell was able to, if Fajardo was on with some of the throws to Powell. Yeah. Without <laughs> forcing him to reach out and fall over and all kinds of stuff, then Powell would have been able to make
1: bigger plays there. But this game had absolutely everything. It one hundred percent. The only thing it didn't have, I, I'm really the only thing I'm disappointed in is Brett Lowther. He ran away from Pill Country after he nailed the walk off.
0: <laughs> That's probably a COVID fine from the CFL, but worth
1: it. <laughs> no, because with his luck, he'd have to be in quarantine next week or something. He'd be on the list. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like this. Uh, this game was it was nasty, mm-hmm. and I I'll be honest, I I wasn't sure if this Rider team had the grit.
1: Yeah, that's, to, com- that's entirely fair.
0: To do it. And uh, I I thought it was – I know Nick Marshall took that penalty. It was another one of those. Ah, he stepped out of bounds, yeah. but it's the playoffs. But it, he he's always good for one of those yep. kind of goofy penalties a game. See the but, new
1: Chris Edwards? Uh,
0: <laughs> watching Ganey and Marshall like in the backfield – those guys were limping around every mm-hmm. play. Uh, Marshall took a helmet to the arm on one play. He was trying. Like, it was a gutsy performance by them. Dion yep. Lacey was all flying all over the place. And it was a, a gutsy performance by the offense.
1: And two, the Riders started nine Canadians. Wow. So they were able to make any any substitution they wanted for any package. They were. Like it, it's one of those things that kind of gets overlooked. They mentioned it on the game. Like, that's actually... Pretty smart.
0: They were making a lot of substitutions yeah. on offense. Getting they they had a watchy out there blocking, La France yeah. out there blocking. They had uh, dupuy the fullback who made a nice play and a nice yeah. nice hurdle. They who would put Saint John out. Like they were trying a lot to yeah. <laughs> stop the uh, Calgary defensive line.
1: Now, now, score aside, this game I think, like you mentioned, it was chippy. I think that's exactly what we expected. These two teams yeah, don't yeah. like each other. It, it doesn't seem to matter if there's carry, roster carryover or not. It's their it,
0: fourth game this year. It's
1: the fourth game. They played three times in four weeks. Like that's going to breed some contempt. It's like a playoff series, and that's basically what it was. It was winner of that series was getting home or getting home field for this game, more or less. Uh, I, I think we expected the, the tensions to kind of boil mm-hmm. over. It. I didn't think people would be getting kicked out. I thought guys would be a lot smarter. Uh, yeah, but I think that kind of just added to it. Like I think it's exactly what we expected: the teams to come out and just beat each other to a pulp
0: mm-hmm. just to
1: lose next week. <laughs> and I mean,
0: the, I mean, there was the fumble that the Saskatchewan couldn't get out of bounds by you know Ganey, a, a millimeter. Yep. Yeah, what a play by Mayala to make that yep. <laughs> Calgary ball like. This this had drama. It had uh Schaefer Baker, what a beautiful throw by Fajardo in overtime. Oh, that and was I think,
1: SJ Green esque if he comes down with that.
0: I think maybe Schaefer Baker thought he was closer to the sideline than he and it just shows the how line, yeah. Yeah. How how difficult it is to know yep. where you are on the field with the sideline and where you are in space and yep. Man, yeah, this, this overtime, this game. Like I, I I just don't know why and I know the semifinals always a tougher sell. Mm-hmm. But
1: uh It looked and, I, I saw some m- shots and it that north end zone looked pretty empty. It was. And maybe it's the vaccine passport
0: like I don't think it's a coincidence that we saw a tendon sharply drop off. No. Uh after that. And I I, I think People, they'll crap on Edmonton for not caring about their team, but I, I think I'll stick I up also, for them a little bit because don't blame there was, them. <laughs> there was so much, yeah, going on off the field that they weren't going to put up with. So yeah. I, I, they sent I, I a don't message and it was to, heard loud
1: and clear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can ignore that here. No. Um, but this is I think a game that the CFL needed for entertainment value. And I yeah. I'm curious to see uh what the what the ratings are gonna look like and that Western final. Like you thought that this one was chippy. I remember how Banjo Bowl went. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the West final is gonna be just just like that. Reggie Bagleton, he had over 100 yards. Man, there was that play. Was it overtime? I think it might have been. The, where Nick Marshall was defending him? Yeah. In the and, front and corner. And
1: Ganey, basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, well, Ed Ganey had to support him.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, as for the Riders... Man, I don't know. Something's wrong with Shaq Evans. Uh, I don't think he's completely healthy. Uh, No, there was the one interception. Did did you see? Have you uh, seen
1: Shaq Evans' stat line yet?
0: Yeah, I have. I'm looking at it. (laughs) Oh, and they showed it on the screen. (laughs) Holy Christ! One catch for minus four yards. Ooh, wow!
1: And they won.
0: Yep, and they won. Fajardo, 189 yards passing, four picks, a touchdown. He Bo, even, Bo didn't have any touchdowns. He even said he threw it through two picks.
1: Fajardo even said it after the game. We, had, you, you're not, we're not supposed to win this game with four picks. Like he knows it. They got lucky. The defense bailed yep. them out. Yep. And but I mean that's what you have to like. If you're going to win the playoffs, you, you got to win two or three, and they did with that special teams return. Paridas missing three field goals. They won the special teams battle. They played really well, like especially in the first half. I thought their defense played really well because they were able to hold Calgary to what was it, 8 points. Yeah. In the first half when Calgary probably should have scored 21. Mhm. Like they won two out of three, like we said they had to and I I even think we mentioned it on the preview on the playoff preview that this game is probably going to, like, special teams are going to play a huge factor in this game, and it did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and by gutsy, I mean, Fajardo, he'll always have this defining drive in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, and it happened in this one. Nine plays, 75 yards. Yep. That's when he finally started throwing to Duke. Mm-hmm. Like, Duke had, he had five catches on five targets. Three catches in that drive alone—a twelve yarder, a ten yarder, an eleven yarder—and those are the catches where, or those are the the passes where Fajardo I think succeeds. And yep. I I don't know why it just happens in the fourth quarter, like
1: why it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like oh, we need to, we need to sustain a drive. We can't yeah. keep throwing the ball thirty yards downfield. Yeah. Like, if you just did this yeah. in the first three quarters, you could probably start running the football in the fourth and, you know, <laughs> just sit on the ball maybe and win that's, the football game.
0: Maybe that's the genius of Jason Moss. He's building up to that don't, one drive. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> and a big shout-out, I think, one more to A.C. Leonard. I know he didn't get the all-star nod, but, hey... We were willing to give yep. Andrew Harris the all-star nod last year. And uh, Leonard recovers the onside kick. He dropped back into coverage a few yep. times. And he almost had an interception. Yep. Like, <laughs> I know he was a tight end in uh, college. Made the switch over the defensive
1: line. And what a year he's had. Uh, just He seemed to be in on every other play. Yeah. whether it was you know taking blocks dropping back in coverage you know like he said he recovered the onside kick like they said his name a lot on the broadcast uh you know and usually if they're saying a defensive player's name in the broadcast it's one of two things either he's getting burned continually or yeah. he's making plays and helping his team and you know everybody crapped on him like oh just piss in the cup that's all you have to do just go just do it yeah like, what are you hiding and you know it, it. It was a big. It was a big point of contention earlier this year, and I think he kind of yep. made up for it, at least with his own fan base.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Dion Lacey, twelve tackles. Jonathan Woodard, the big tackle for a loss on second and one later mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, that that might have been one of the <laughs> defining moments of the game.
1: I think. I think Saskatchewan has kind of shown the rest of the league what. And, I mean, I don't think Bo has been healthy since he's come back, like, at 100%. No. But they've kind of no. shown the formula you need to beat. Like, you got to get him moving and not let him set his feet. Because every time he rolls out, right. his throws are so inaccurate yeah. that he's just kill- he's shooting himself in the foot.
0: The Riders are scrappy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to be scrappy against Winnipeg. Uh, four interceptions, not going to get it done. No, but
1: I, I think, uh, I don't think interceptions are going to be the problem next week. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I,
0: I think that whoever won the West Semi, they go into Winnipeg with no pressure, though.
1: No, oh, absolutely. Not ex- all the pressures
0: on Winnipeg. They're expected to get crushed. Yeah. So. I think Winnipeg has kind of shown that uh, that stuff doesn't really bother them. No, but 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 we'll see. We'll see uh, for Hamilton, Toronto. I mean, Braylon Addison was practicing this week. Maybe he gets on the roster against Toronto, and then Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Two of the most <laughs> intense, other than Calgary, Edmonton Labor Day weekend battles. Yep. Now those same teams are playing to go to the Grey Cup. It doesn't get better than
1: that, man. Dude, dude, like both both division finals next week are Labor Day rematches. Like they're Labor Day, yeah, matchups. baby.
0: Let's go. Like both teams hate each other. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I mean, there's going to be one Argo fan and twenty Ar- thousand Cat fans in BMO. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I think we're set up. I don't think that. You know, I don't think Hamilton's going to boat race Toronto by any means. I think that they win, but I think it's going to be a pretty good game. And I, I just, I don't know if Saskatchewan can hang with Winnipeg for four quarters. I mean, if they're if they're down going in the fourth, you got a tall order in front of you.
0: Right, they got to keep it uh, tight up until then. And then uh, I know Winnipeg has dominated the fourth quarter, but mm-hmm. uh, anything can happen. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. If you hit uh, albertapodcastnetwork.com, you'll see all sorts of great shows to find something that interests you. If, if you're kind of a nerd like me, and uh, that used to be an insult, I don't think it is it, anymore. Nah. Press. I'd say we're both kind of <laughs> nerds in our own right. Yeah, absolutely. Press start to join. Hosts Josh and Alan discuss video games, movies, TV comics star wars and more check them out they're part of the alberta podcast network i mean we host the cfl podcast we are pretty nerdy
1: cool dude <laughs> if people saw my spreadsheets <laughs>
0: yeah exactly <laughs> press start to join the boys love technology and gaming if that sounds like something you like they got a show every week ps2j show.com is the website to theirs. To be completely transparent, I'm in a 7 Eleven parking lot in rosetown Saskatchewan. I got a 480 kilometer drive to go to wrap up my semi final weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, is this what we're doing? Uh, right now, I am shopping for Team Canada curling jackets because Cousin Jules <laughs> is going back to the Olympics.
0: <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We got a great start to the playoffs and a few weeks to go. We'll talk to you on Friday to talk about the division finals. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.